Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Minute Maid's slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Right there, you have two people that Joe Biden tried to stop from being a Supreme Court justice. And hopefully by next week, after Election Day, the other person that was standing there, because obviously you didn't see it, you heard it, but President Trump was standing there as well. So by next, I don't know, next Wednesday, hopefully, <laughs> all the votes are counted that it'll be three people Joe Biden's tried to stop from public service and failed highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome to another episode of trend chat i am your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us on instagram or twitter it's at Brian L. Bledsoe and on Facebook at Trenchat 24-7. So if you didn't know, that was newly Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett that was sworn in by Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. So that 
it, it finally happened. I, to be honest, I'm surprised that it everything went smoothly, basically, as far as um, everything, the confirmation hearings and all that, and she was actually confirmed. I mean, I to be honest, I, I wasn't thinking the Republicans will be strong enough to even do that and that they will find any excuse to try to 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 not feel the seat so but that's just how little confidence i have in a good number of republicans but they proved me wrong that's and i'm i'm glad for that but now the fact that you have amy Cone, you know amy coney barrett is confirmed i know <clears throat> i was seeing a lot where they were saying it's a 6-3 conservative majority now, which I chuckle because um, by saying 6-3, you're putting Chief Justice Roberts in that, in that conservative majority. And I will say it is at best 5.5, which is better than nothing. But I'm just saying it's I, I, that that one supposed conservative in, in there. I don't really trust the Chief Justice. Especially if it comes down to something that goes against precedent, because he he seems to value precedent over the Constitution. I would just say um, he he values the the opinions of uh, previous Supreme Court justices as opposed to what is written in the Constitution, as opposed to how uh, the founders wrote the Constitution. But anyway, that being said, it's still like I said, it's better than nothing. So. As far as how she's going to vote on various issues, just like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, it's just time will tell. I mean, that's we'll see where um, where she falls on different cases as they come to the Supreme Court. And I know one thing from both sides, conservative, liberal, and whatnot. Uh, the main issue was talking about abortion and Roe v. Wade and all that. And if she's confirmed, Roe v. Wade is going to go away. You know, I I believe it when I see it. Uh, I think it's a better a better chance of it happening, but we never know. And when it comes to when it comes to Republican appointed justices uh, outside of Trump, because we don't know yet until um we get a couple more cases with these three um the track record hasn't been great because as i mentioned about john roberts he was appointed by um george bush if i'm yeah george w bush um and so we'll i i am optimistic i'm more optimistic than than most in um most issues, most situations in this particular situation. And I tell you, um, I mean, if that happens, if say for instance, if a couple of years from now, next year, who knows? And out of the three, I mean, the fact that it's three, um, that was replaced during the Trump administration in the first four years. Um, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, and, or and then you have other uh, cases and other um, other policies, other cases that that go to the conservative 
point of view, or an originalist point of view, a constitutionalist point of view. And if that happens, I mean, that's the ultimate validation for me for voting for um, President Trump back in 2016, because that was one of the ma major issues for me. It's It was judges that were going to be appointed, not only just Supreme Court, but it's lower court judges as well that was going to be appointed. That That is what persuaded me outside of what, um, because... I was skeptical back in 2016 because mainly because of, you know, a lack of record. That's really what it was about. It wasn't about anything else. Um, cause whether you want to talk about personality and all of that, that's secondary. Um, it's important, but it's not the main issue. I'm looking at policy. And so back in 2016, I didn't have a record to go on to, to make a decision. So I was skeptical as far as, um, how he was going to govern and all that. And, but one of the things that I definitely wanted as opposed to Hillary making the choices was when it comes down to judges. And so, and now here we are with three. I mean, you have uh, Gorsuch who replaced um, Scalia, which was just, you know, it was a conservative for a conservative. And then you had, a swing vote, which was Justice Kennedy that was replaced by Kavanaugh. And now you had a, a, a staunch liberal progressive in uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg that was replaced by Amy Coney Barrett. So that right there, I mean, there are a number of other, plenty of um, things I could mention as far as why I have no problem as far as voting for President Trump for re-election but this right here with three supreme court justices and also like like i said all of these lower court judges that were appointed as well and that is a lasting legacy that's something i, I brought up at a, a interview um a couple of months ago is that 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 is going and, and when i said lasting legacy it could be good or bad too now because <laughs> It could be, you know, some years pass by and these judges or a good number of them turn out to be just closet liberals. And and that will be the legacy of, of his administration as well. So. So anyway, uh, that is out the way finally. <laughs> and hopefully, who knows? I mean, if President Trump is reelected, he could appoint another and because uh, right now uh justice thomas i think he is the oldest on the uh, other nine i think and i mean you have a pretty young relatively young supreme court right now you have sotomayor you have kagan you have um let's say you have barrett you have gorsuch you have kavanaugh then you have alito then Justice Thomas, hold on. I'm trying to count it out right there, <laughs> live right now. And yeah, I forget to mention we are live right now. And here I am trying to basically do that, <laughs> do that test where people are, um, <laughs> where they're tested on how many Supreme Court justices you know, and a lot of people fail. Hey, I've got the seven, and I'm missing two. Um, I said Leo, 
okay i'm not someone is probably listening right now it's probably it's just like screaming the other two or i maybe miscounted either way <laughs> but um but yeah but that being said it is a young <laughs> uh supreme court right now with the most of them are not in their 60s or even 70s and but you have like i said justice thomas i think is the oldest one and who knows if uh, president trump is uh, re-elected uh, <laughs> we could have the same situation not to the degree of Rupert Ginsburg but somewhat where if President Trump is re-elected people will be like okay Justice Thomas we love you not, I mean of the justices he, he is one of my favorites um, for all his uh, opinions and his um and his opinions on various cases and, and whatnot and um i can imagine if president trump is is reelected that <laughs> people kind of want to ask justice thomas you think you want to you know might want to um think about retirement a little bit in within these you know this last four years just in case just want to make sure we don't want an rbg situation <laughs> just just putting it out there you know uh, I, I know you want to serve as long as you're healthy and all that. We just, you know, just, just think about it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, uh, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm glad that we're, that we're at this point now. And regardless of what happens in the election, that right there with the, um, with judges and, and three Supreme court justices within four years, that is great. And, it, it, well, it's great right now. Like I said, we'll, time will tell how great it will be. But as I mentioned, we are live, which I didn't mention, <laughs> which we don't do many live episodes. And also, not only that, this is one of two episodes this week. And it's not only this week, it's, it's, it's within two days because I'm going to have another episode this Sunday. And that's actually why I'm doing this episode in particular. Well, two reasons. Uh, one one reason is because I want to get all of what I want to say uh, out of the way, because next the next episode on Sunday is just one interview, because the interview is over an hour and and it's I will say is one of my favorite interviews, and and I'm looking forward to playing that. But I want all of that time to go towards the interview, so I'm just gonna say what I was going to maybe touch on a little bit i'm just gonna do it now and then do a whole episode with just the interview and um also another reason is you know here we are this is episode 188 and we're getting close to 200 which is um that's the number that we're still planning to stop at which will probably be uh, i guess probably be around the first of january i hope to be around the march for life when the last episode will come around and one reason why I even continue throughout this year in particular is, you know, I have no, no problem because I enjoy doing the podcast. It's, you know, here I am in Iowa in the truck <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I love doing the podcast and, but there was a point last year where I was just going to just, you know, I think I'm just going to stop, but I did consider that we were coming up on an election year had no idea we was going to be dealing with COVID too. But, um, 
with this election year, I felt it that no matter how big or small someone's voice is, that um, I think everyone should be out there making their um, making their you know their points known and being out there during this uh, election year. So that's why I just said, okay, I'm just going to go one more year or just go to the end of this year. Um, that's just where I'm at right now. But I mean, we'll see. I don't have, I mean, I'm pretty set on it now, I guess, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, so given that that was my reason was, was because of this election. Well, given that this is the last week before we get to this coming Tuesday, I mean, I should do at least, I was thinking of doing three episodes actually, <laughs> but, um, but, but you no, know, we're just doing the, this one and the, the next one on, um, on Sunday, Sunday morning, hopefully. So now one thing also, I know what we're going to, we're going to touch on a couple of things. One, one of those is the big tech hearings that happened, um, a little bit. Also, um, <laughs> as of last night, saw a tweet that just blew up. Um, uh, rapper Lil Wayne endorsed, like, endorsed President Trump. It wasn't where you had someone like Ice Cube where it said he was just working with the president, and that was taken as an endorsement, or someone like 50 Cent who said, you know, kind of endorsed him, which he has a, retracted, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in the past couple of days, but yeah, so it's not, not, you had like a picture <laughs> of him standing next to the president with an endorsement from, um, from little Wayne, which is like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little surprising, not, not too surprising really, in which I'll actually get into that, um, in a minute, but yeah, and that, and also, um, a little bit about debate. I know that was last week, but just a little bit. And so all that after this word from Americans, uh, uh, Young Americans Against Socialism. Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! Hey, it's Lawrence Jones with Fox News. Check out Trend Chat with my brother, Brian Blesso. We here at Trend Chat, we are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com, put in the code TRENDCHAT for 20% off. All right, so um, the debate last week, really, I, well, I listened to it as I was on the road, but... Um, I would say it was better than the last one. 
it was more structured it was more focused on issues and everything the whole <laughs> um the whole mutant the might seem that didn't <laughs> didn't really um well it seemed like it didn't go the way i guess the way i thought it was going to go i guess i was thinking because the way they explained it is that they were going to get two minutes and then they were like they were just going to cut the mic but that that's not what happened because you had a, a bunch of back and forth it wasn't as much as the chris wallace one and i thought the moderator was better um then again comparing to <laughs> that moderator to chris wallace it's not um it's not much so <laughs> because uh, he that that wasn't great at all but um there were a number of things just thinking about one you had i i should have got this actual clip um because when the debate actually happened i don't think people caught what <laughs> what he said because you had joe biden talking about um well he was just saying I'm like I don't know where this guy coming from or whatever like that. And then, then the president you know, quipped in real quick and said Queens. And I just I I, I heard it and um, I just thought it was funny. And um and but I don't think many people heard it because it was all within the, all the cross talk and talking over each other. And um also there was uh, one thing in talking about I guess well in talking about legal immigration. And President Trump bringing up about coyotes and all of that, and then you have this um, staffer—I forget her name, Dion D—I forget whatever her name is—but I think maybe you probably seen the tweet where she was, well, she heard that from the president, and she thought he was talking about actual coyotes. I don't know if she was joking or not. I don't know. Um. Yeah. I would hope she was joking, but maybe she wasn't. Uh, she seemed serious in the in the tweet, at least. But um, she was making it seem like he was talking about actual coyotes bringing illegal <laughs> immigrants across the border, and because she was like, "Oh, just so, oh, just stop talking." Just basically saying that he's dumb for saying that actual coyotes, which that's not the case. The term coyote is talking about is talking about people that are all the people who are who are paid to bring people you know illegal immigrants across the um the border they they pay these people and they show them the route they show them where to go and give them what they need to get across the border and those people are called are called coyotes so but as as many people who were um just mocking her for saying that and just going <laughs> and you know i saw all sorts of memes like actual coyotes and kids on the back of them and all that wild coyote memes and all that and um you know although it was funny and everything but on the other hand look i don't blame people who um for not knowing about terms like coyote because for one they don't you know they don't care about the legal immigration or, or, like I said, or just being deceitful and trying to act like he's talking about actual coyotes and just being deceptive as, as far as, you know, trying to make it seem like he was talking about that when the, he, when you know very well that's not what he was talking about. But, um, 
Yeah, but we're talking about people, you know, with Biden, Harris, and Democrats. Like, they don't care about illegal immigration in the sense of, at least as, as far as trying to stop it, enabling it, maybe. But the fact that, especially people, um, a good number of people, especially people who are voting Democrat, I'm not surprised that they don't know all these terms because that's not something they are told about. Um, and one, they probably don't even care about that particular problem. So the fact that they don't know these terms that surround the issue of illegal immigration, I'm not surprised. And I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's not surprising. So, so yeah, that was, um, I mean, there was other, you know, it was a two hour debate. So, <laughs> but, um, and plus you probably heard plenty since last week, but that's just what, <laughs> just the things I was just, um, thinking about that. That's still, I'm still thinking about <laughs> just the cowardice thing, but, um, but also, so one thing, as I mentioned, um, earlier that when I'm, when we had, well, I guess we can go back to Kanye and talk about like rappers in particular, I guess, because this this kind of is the trend right now in the way you see in rappers in particular. And so we could go back to Kanye, even though now he's you know uh, he's on the ballot in what ten states, but well, it was like a year or two ago, I mean, even before that, because he went to Trump Tower uh, back in twenty sixteen and all that. But so. We can go back to Kanye and then he, you know, MAGA hat and all that and and um and how how that was received and how people lost their mind, especially black black Twitter, black social media in particular. Um all of a sudden um uh, all of a sudden his mental capacity was in question just because of that, even though he was doing crazy stuff before. <laughs> But now all of a sudden we care about his mental capacity because how dare he even consider being um, supporting a Republican? And then now a couple of weeks ago you have Ice Cube, where like I said he just said that he's working, <laughs> that he called the, the Trump administration and parts of what he's planning, what he wanted to do for the black community was put into. Uh, into President Trump's platinum plan for the black community. Just that alone was considered an endorsement, especially amongst black people. <laughs> like that right, that was just too much right there just to say he was working with the president. That, like I said, it wasn't even an endorsement. Um, and then you have 50 Cent, then he saw Biden's tax plan and he, um, I, I don't know why he, like that was, like that was new all of a sudden. <laughs> That, I mean, that that wasn't nothing new as far as seeing the tax plan. Maybe that was the first time him him seeing that. So, and by seeing that, he decided, oh, I can't vote for someone that's wanting to take over sixty percent, especially if you, if you live in New York. And then he said that you know vote Trump and all that. But like I said, in the past couple of days, it seems that he has retracted that by saying, you know, f. Donald Trump or whatever like that. I don't know. Maybe he was joking about that. I don't know. Maybe he was joking about the first part. <laughs> but um and um and now but last night then you have Lil Wayne with a just an outright endorsement and 
anyway, it's um, you know, I'm not really. You're not gonna see me posting any of this, which I haven't really of any of all of this. Uh, one because I think uh, uh, just because someone says something one time, I doesn't I don't you know I don't just take it as okay this person is all in and all that and you no know, okay if that's true great if but when it comes to celebrities in particular especially you know they are they're very quick to jump right back over the line you know get back in line with the uh, with the progressive i mean mainly because and this isn't just for this these you know few right here just anyone that has an opinion or say anything that is outside the progressive democrat liberal narrative in hollywood in particular you're going to have a lot of people who are you know around them because i'm pretty sure a lot of people just by being in the entertainment industry you are surrounded by liberals and progressives i would say probably on a day on a daily basis and if you said something like that all of a sudden they're going to start you know pulling at you saying don't do that no no and then they're gonna feed your whole bunch of crap about you know you shouldn't do this because of that or this and, and i mean that's one way they try that <laughs> they try to be nice about it on, on one hand you have the people especially the the friends of these people will try to be nice and saying or you know, you shouldn't do this because, you know, they'll say Trump is a racist. How dare you do this because of this and this? And they'll bring up a whole bunch of other stuff. And um, that's the nice way they'll do it. Then the other way is where they were just outright threatening their livelihood. So you could say someone like Ice Cube, right? He has this um, this uh, basketball league. And, I, you know, I could very well see sponsors dropping from um, from from the league as far as uh, supporting uh, the big the big three league that he has back it's a basketball league where he has um uh, recently retired nba players uh, basketball players and they go around the country where they were before covid they'll go around the country and you know, play games of three on three and it was you know i've seen a couple of games on fox sport and i actually uh, i actually went to one in dallas and um it, it was it was entertaining and so i could see where you will have um, some of these, you know, corporations, especially all these woke corporations that come across that say, well, we are not going to continue sponsoring, you know, your league because you decided to work with the president. I can see that happening. I mean, also given the fact he works in Hollywood as far as, you know, being an actor like he and, and a producer and all of that. He has that uh, Friday movie. I think he's still trying to make that other Friday movie. I can see a lot of studio execs all of a sudden not wanting to um, be a part just because of this. And all of this could happen behind closed doors because it's not going to be something you see on Twitter or anything like that. But all of these things that are be that are happening. I mean, he's still. Um, yeah, I, I've seen him. Um, that he still do shows as far as you know you know he's still out there rapping <laughs> he does shows every now and then I can see venues just canceling the show not wanting to have them um, at their place because of this 
So, yeah, it's just stuff like that. And that's just Ice Cube. So think about 50 Cent and all of them. It's just kind of all the same um, tactics that Hollywood and entertainment industry would use. And given that Lil Wayne, um, you know, he did this the past a couple of hours now. I'm pretty sure the same thing is probably happening to him right now. All of that. So, um, and I, I'm guessing he probably, uh, I would hope he uh, <laughs> thought of the the reception that was going to happen. I'm pretty sure he's seen it happen to other people. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. A lot of these entertainers are living this bubble where they just have no clue. And then all of a sudden they're shocked. And all, <laughs> all these people... Are, are are coming at him like why are you doing this like you didn't see what happened to everybody else but you know like i said they they, they live in this bubble and they um they you know now the people that are around them probably <laughs> when they saw it knew what was going to happen but but yeah so we'll see who knows by the, <laughs> by the time you're hearing this little wayne maybe has burnt that picture and has done a total 180 <laughs> and um or maybe has become emboldened and gone even even further who knows yeah it's um it, it, it could go either way and that's another reason why i don't really get all worked up into it it is kind of funny because um i mean i'm seeing it it it, it, it just blew up on social media especially amongst conservatives and all that and okay yeah it's it's nice <laughs> but it's not something i just go start craving mad about <laughs> But um, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's okay, because one thing I was thinking is that, uh, and you know, President Trump has brought this up a couple of times, and um, as far as before he ran for president, you had rappers, you know, putting his name in in songs, and. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. Minute Maid's slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company basically saying they want to be donald trump for years it's was it was just when he decided to become what well, he it, it was because he decided to run as a republican let's put it that way not because he decided to run for president because if he would have ran as a democrat those they would have been writing even more songs about him if he ran as a democrat but it was just because he decided to run as a republican all of a sudden they just um either just outright turned against them like Snoop Dogg where they were just out there you know doing mock assassinations of the of the president and uh and other songs as well where they were just like F Donald Trump and all that and so but then you also where they were just some um, that just didn't say anything or just left you know left alone back in 2016 and I think it kind of goes back to where one they were this 
you know, just going back to where they were getting fed by a lot of people around them, um, just, you know, in general, um, about the president and all that, and they just believed it and went along with it back in 2016. Now you had over three years, and they were able to see with their own eyes the results and see the things that he's doing. And some of them are uh, like, okay, I can, you know, all these things that were being fed to me were, are not true or, or, or at the very least, um, exaggerated. <laughs> and so now you're having some who are actually coming out. Yeah. I think you have other rappers, uh, another guy, what's got little pump. I don't, I don't know who that was, but, um, but you have now you have rappers who are coming back around some of them or at least coming back around where they they're actually saying you know if they're not endorsing they're like at least open to it <laughs> and um and so that's why i just think what has happened now but you know i said then again who knows what's going to happen they're going to get all all sorts of um backlash and all and i mean it but another thing could it could be done just to um just to <laughs> or just to you know be i guess to get more tweets and get more more of a social media um following from all of this and <laughs> so i mean it could be just that it may be i mean it could be a number of things anyway i, I go on and on about that but um now another thing before I guess we get to the next uh, next break. I know one thing I want to definitely want to play in these next couple episodes because um, is when I've been playing a promo from the Founder Project for I think it's probably the first one I've been playing since I had you know Trenchat started and. You know, I think you should, you know, really take the time to listen uh, to this one in particular because it talks about civics and it's something that we are in desperate need of. <laughs> and so anyway, we'll talk about big tech and other other stuff and trying to think Mandalorian and all of that. So and also we'll get to the locations as well. So here's a word from the founder project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. What's going on, folks? This is Colin Noir, and you're listening to Trend Chat. So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear? Check out TrumpMode.com. And if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 10% off. 
So at TrumpMug.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to TrumpMug.com, put in the code TRENCHAT, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMug.com with the code TRENCHAT for 10% off. So, uh, so earlier this week, all the big tech CEOs and, and executives were, um, well, they weren't brought into DC because now we're doing virtual <laughs> hearings now. So it was, you know, basically just a Zoom call, and so they were brought in to to explain, I guess, to or at least to defend why they have special immunity in part of the uh, Section 230 in the uh, Communications Decency Act. And kind of centered around the New York Post story about Hunter, Hunter Biden and his laptop and emails and all of that, which if you are just getting your news from CNN and mainstream media you probably never even heard of nothing i'm just saying right now so um and i can't even say google it really i, I guess duck duck go it that's <laughs> another search engine <laughs> but um because when that story came out you had twitter basically you know su- you know suppress that story in particular and and it was just another example of where they were acting as the arbiter of what is true or false similar to what Facebook is doing with their quote unquote independent fact check fact checkers <laughs> and um and see and for me it's a pretty it's a simple issue because unfortunately I'm hearing even amongst conservatives where they're um uh, asking for more regulations and laws and all that and I mean and Democrats don't care at all <laughs> they want because it helps their cause where they these tech giants are out here suppressing mostly conservative voices so they're not going to say anything but in, the, in, in this hearing you definitely had and this is a clip I should have um, should have pulled for for this but I forgot <laughs> of Senator Cruz where he he just went at Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey about the New York Times or New York Post um, story and the one thing see the one thing about all of this just for me personally and this is something I've been mentioning a couple of times and it's something I was to a small degree, I mean, it's nothing to where what happened to Prager you and and other major, you know, uh, conservative outlets, but it did happen to me a little bit, as far as trying to post ads or, or I was well, yeah, I was suspended off of my Facebook page last year for about thirty days, so, and for what, like, I don't post anything inflammatory. I like, I go out of my way not to actually, and it's not because, um, you know, I just. I just don't do that because I kind of I have the the view of uh, you know I I see I see it as 
what I want the same thing happen to me. It's kind of like the golden rule, I guess. And so I just don't post a lot of like, I guess, um, cartoons, um, caricatures of, of people and all that. I, I, I just don't, cause I don't, um, one, I, you know, I wouldn't like it if someone did to me. And so, and I don't take the, the thought of like, okay, because they did it, um, because they did it, then that gives me license to do it. No, if I don't, if I didn't like it, like them doing it, then I'm not going to do it back. It's similar, actually, <laughs> given that we're around Halloween. I'm just, I just thought about this. Um, so there was, I, there was a, a picture of someone in their, I guess, um, Halloween get up for their car or whatever. And they had this mannequin on the front of a, of a truck or some of that and, and it had like a you know it looked like a person and on the back of it it had antifa on it you know and i saw that circulated around and everyone thought that, thought that was all so funny you know it, it you know and whatever but then <laughs> in the past couple of days there's been another picture been circulated around where there's you know a similar size truck but it had president trump uh, splattered in the front of it like so basically making it seem like he just ran over the president and so that was considered distasteful <laughs> and and see that's that's and that's that's what i'm saying right there see i don't think neither one or <laughs> are good they both are distasteful i didn't like that one and also don't like the other one so and so that anyway getting sidetracked but um yeah I don't really post nothing like that really on my page. So I didn't, I still to this day, still don't know why I was suspended for those 30 days. Um, and so when it comes to Facebook, Twitter, Google, all these, like I said, all these big tech uh, uh, companies for me, really it's, it's not even about, um, for one, it's definitely not about adding more regulation, not about adding more laws and all of this and more restrictions and all that. That's a Democrat thing. That's what they do. They're the party of all of, of regulations and, and restrictions and adding more laws to everything. No. One thing I'm talking about is just stripping a, a part of Section 230. So, stripping the part that has special immunity for these companies. The one, so they're not as of right now, they're not held accountable. They're not you can't sue them for what they consider true or not for what they're doing right now. You can't sue them because they have special immunity in that section 230. As of right now, that's you can't sue them cuz they're not considered a publisher. They're not considered a publisher like Washington Post, CNN, New York Times, like, you know, any any publisher like like that. They're considered a platform. But as a platform, they are supposed to just be basically kind of like a uh, like a community board at your at your town or city. So, you know, you have that community board. Everyone can just put whatever they want, you know, put, you know. Uh, whatever advertisements this is going on or, or this and that they can just put it up there on that board and that's it and that's 
what these companies are supposed to be. Just that a global community board where people could just put what they want on the board. But that's not how they have been acting, especially in the past 10 years, I will say. Now they're acting like they're a, a publisher where they're choosing what they what you can have on there and what you can't. And so and look, I can understand some things as as far as like maybe graphic violence or you know uh, child pornography and nudity and all that. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about there are stories that doesn't even involve any of that. It just they're they're taking it down because they're like, okay, we don't we think that is not true or whatever like that. And in that case, that now they're acting as a publisher. And they should be held accountable. They should be um, susceptible to being sued, just like any other. Just like you had with uh, with the Covington Catholic kid, with uh, with the with, with, um, Washington Post or CNN, where he, you know he sued and he got a settlement. But a person can't do that right now when it comes to Facebook and and Twitter. They just have to because they're considered a platform they have that special immunity so that's the thing i'm talking about take that part out and have them to be accountable and let them defend themselves in court if someone if like i say if a prager you is or, or like a big uh, conservative outlet or even a small one if they have the means to to sue them they should have that and that option for that to happen and so I think that's one thing that should happen. And hopefully if President Trump is is reelected, maybe that would actually um, become reality. Also, it also depends on what happens as far as the races in the House and the Senate, because that let's not forget, there's more than just a presidential election. There's plenty of other races that are going on. And so if, um, it, you know, if Republicans hold a Senate, hold a majority in the Senate, and you know, if I mean if they somewhat get the majority in the House, which that'll be something. Maybe that will be a uh, a reality as far as actually stripping that part out of Section two two thirty and these Facebook, Twitter, and all of them will actually be held accountable. For what they, for what they consider to be right or wrong on their platform and all that, what they what on their outlet and everything, maybe they should. Um, now, if they would go, go back to where they would just leave every, everybody alone, okay, then there will be a platform and there will be no should be no problem. But that's not what they're doing. So, so because uh, like one thing, if you post anything contrary about COVID this year. That was something they will take down, you know, uh, regardless. I mean, if it's something that we're, that they deem is not, um, true or what, and, and it's, and it's very one-sided too, because the companies that they're using, especially Facebook, they're using these companies and, um, a lot of these companies, they're not quote unquote independent. And, and as far as they try to make it seem like these uh, fact checkers are objective, which they're not. 
And so if you go outside of the mainstream narrative about whatever news about COVID this year, they will strip it. They will uh, either um, throttle the reach where it doesn't go out to as many people just because of that's what they think is that um, it shouldn't um, shouldn't be out there. But that's not it shouldn't be their um, um, it shouldn't be their job to make that choice. That's up to the people who are if they look at it, it's up to them if they either want to accept it or not do their own research. But here they are. I mean, they basically acting as the government where they're just holding everyone's hand and not leaving, leaving, leaving it up to the people to have personal responsibility as far as any, any of these stories that are coming out. So, so, um, one thing, one thing I was thinking about is for, and as far as COVID goes, I got, let me just say this too. It's funny because the title of this episode is self-inflicted wounds. And reason why I even chose that is because we're at this point now, just talking about COVID where a lot of people wanted to blame COVID about on a lot of things that are going on. And at this point that, that's really not the case, right? We're doing it to ourselves at this point. <laughs> um, as far as what we are allowing the states through these, you know, these governors, especially like up in Michigan and California and all that, where we're at the point now that we're anything that if we're not able to do certain things or whatever that we can't, um, can't travel or can't, go to church or whatever like that. Uh, at this point, you basically are doing it to yourself because you have allowed so much and have just allowed these governors to restrict so much of our freedom. And like I said, I, I think I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago. After that first two-week you know, shutdown where everything was shut down and I like across the country because as a truck driver, that was surreal because I still remember, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on here, but going through Chicago and it was a rush hour in Chicago and I drove through there with no traffic and that's just unheard of. <laughs> and, but that was during the two weeks. I remember driving through Houston. There was no traffic on the road. It's like, it was just trucks and Uber drivers <laughs> and, um, and that was it. But yeah, after those two weeks, uh, once we, you know, once we did that initial shut shutdown, you know, just give us the information, and then after that, we take some respo- you know, personal responsibility and move forward with our lives. If the people who are higher risk, then they should stay home, but everyone else should live their lives and move forward. At that point. But that ain't what we did. I mean, we just just kind of just went along with, um, especially with the, the states in particular. And it's funny because you hear so often, especially amongst you know the left and Democrats, like where they would talk about President Trump being a fascist and a dictator and all that. And during all this, President Trump didn't act like a dictator. 
and they were upset about it. Like they called him a dictator. They said that he was, you know, su such an oppressive uh, um, a president and all of that. And then when he didn't act as a dictator, that now they want him to be a dictator. <laughs> like you just said, you said all that like it was the most evil thing a person could be, which is which is true to be a dictator. They were calling him all that, and now they wanted him to act as a dictator when it came to COVID. So, but on a federal level, that's he didn't. I mean, he resisted a lot. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people up in Washington that wanted him to like just shut the country down. Which, you know, if Joe Biden is elected, that's what's going to happen. And, and you know, it's not. You know, he care less about everyone's. Of rights of freedom, especially, <laughs> he's gonna shut the country down and just gonna and I mean and that's kind of what they're doing right now, as far as that's their pitch right now for the election. Joe Biden is pretty much going around saying, um, if if you want to go back to church or you want to go back to normal life and all of that, or also in the sense of talking about the riots and everything you want peace in the streets uh then vote for me so he's basically holding the country hostage in the sense where he's saying like well if you don't vote for me my supporters are going to get mad and start burning stuff down <laughs> so you you better vote for me so you know so my supporters won't get mad or you better vote for me and i may allow you to go back to church or i may allow you to go to you know to concerts or whatever like that and he, I mean, saying that because also you have a number of governors that are going along with this, like Gretchen Whit Whitner, Whitmer, whatever her name in, in Michigan, the, the dictator. Now, she's a dictator <laughs> up there in Michigan. Um, and, I, you know, I, I would hope that this the response to and I, let me just say first thing. The virus is very much real. I've, I've known, I know people who had the virus. I understand that the virus is real, but I will say this has also been an overreaction at this point. So I hope the, the, the response from voters to this overreaction to, um, to this pandemic and, and how, they were just so willing to trample over your freedom and over your rights. I hope people would enough people would realize that and, and realize which party it's coming from for one, <laughs> realize that too. And that maybe that would be a turning point in this election where people like, you know, I'm not going to vote for those people anymore. And maybe that will help out <laughs> in the election as well. So, so yeah, like I said, at this point, um, if you're upset about you can't about not being able to do whatever you want right now, as far as maybe you wanted to go to that concert or go to um, or take that flight or whatever like that, and you still can't at this point, you pretty um, we're pretty much doing it to ourselves as a country. So and so that's these that's the self-inflicted wounds that we're <laughs> are, are doing to ourselves and the economy and and, and across the board, and, and it's not just. A, economic either i mean you're having people where 
I mean, you can link the uh, economic to the personal because people are out of a, you know, out of a job, and then um, you have and there's so many issues that are surrounding this where we definitely need to be looking more towards safely getting back to normal because there are ways to do what we're to you know to at least get to some level as opposed to being all cooped up like i said unless unless you're a high risk and unless you one of those people to have those conditions that put you at high risk for covid at this point until there's like a treatment or a vaccine or whatever like that those people in particular yeah they should take a lot of precaution outside of that everyone else should should basically you know live their lives and go about their business so the founder and president of expressions magazine letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media on instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve get your copy today this is Sarah Gonzalez, and you are listening to Trend Chat. Trend Chat is proud to be a part of the hashtag Life Tribal Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code Trend Chat. All right, so yeah, I got all of that out. So before we go, uh, as we're recording this, The Mandalorian season two has started, and man, I'm looking forward to watching. I mean, it's already available. I've already downloaded it, and ready to watch it, ready to see Baby Yoda, ready to see. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I. I don't know if I mentioned, I probably have that I was planning to be in, in Anaheim this year, just going back to things that were affected because of COVID. Um, the star, uh, star Wars celebration was going on. I was supposed to go, go to that. And that was going to be my first time going to this. And if you don't know, it's a celebration, star Wars celebration is basically like a star Wars convention. So all it is really. And I was going to go to that and, you know, that was canceled it was it was canceled to 2022 like they went another year but um but because of that they had some exclusive um merchandise if you wanted to uh to purchase and i you know i bought a little mandalorian stuff and so but yeah i really enjoyed the, the first season and i'm looking forward to seeing it uh <laughs> and it's definitely is a something to something of a distraction i mean yeah the first episode this week and then after that then you know election is over and so i mean for people who are listening right now and and that are you know out there block walking out there doing whatever they can right now uh one thing i would just say is one continue keep it up all the way till election day <laughs> um, you know, I, I went block walking because I'm a precinct chair in Tarrant County 
and I went out, you know, block walked my precinct and everything, told people about, you know, early voting, which in Texas, it, it's today's the last day. Today is Friday, the 30th. Um, today, yeah, today's the 30th. And um, it's the last day here in Texas. And, but, um, but yeah, I'll say just keep doing the work, especially this upcoming weekend. Get out there, you know, and keep working. It, regardless of what the polls say, whether they're up or down, you know, whatever. I don't care if the polls say Trump is up 20. Keep doing the work. If Trump down is down 20, keep doing the work. Do the work until the, until the end. And it just goes back to one of my favorite quotes. You know, the duty is ours and the results are God's. So let's do the, you know, do our job, do what we need to do, and just keep it up and see what happens on, um, see the results on Election Day. Like I said, we have another episode coming up on Sunday. So we will be talking about voting your theology. And I am very excited about getting, um, uh, playing this interview which we uh did we're going to talk about um as i mentioned just you know voting your voting your theology and so um and matter of fact before we go to <laughs> i was just I, I don't know if you heard that but i was just about to end it but i wanted to make sure because we haven't done it well we did it but i was doing it off the top of my head but this time i got the list again so we're gonna there we go you know what that means if you've been listening, you know what that means. But <laughs> so um, the the locations right now, and wow. So so I'm looking at the city right now. So there's one city I don't know. I cannot say this name. It's in India, but it's man. <laughs> it's uh, start with a B. It's a very long name, and it's B B H U. B-A-N-E-S-W-A-R India. <laughs> Sorry. If you're if you're one of the people who live in that place, send me an email with the phonetic way of saying that. So um, then Eugene, Oregon, uh, in indoor India, Lucknow, India, Lumberton, Mississippi, Poon, India, Mumbai, India. I do know what that is. Um, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Vern, Vernray, Vernray, Netherlands. Hmm. Never seen that one. Um, and Washington, Virginia. And then, as far as the countries go, it's only three. <laughs> it's the Netherlands and India. For a good chunk of it, is India, and then United States at like just fifty percent. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's yeah, right on time. There we go. So. uh so we got those locations out. Just wanted to make sure I got that out. But like I said, we have our next episode, which will be on Sunday, Sunday morning, hopefully, but on Sunday, and it'll be on voting your theology. And we'll be talking with a pastor and, um, you know, I've been going to their church a couple of, as much as I can, you know, as far as being on the road. And so we had, you know, had time to talk and we did an interview on voting, on voting and also the reformation. So, you're hearing this on the 30th, you know, I know I mentioned Halloween, but for me, it's all about Reformation Day. <laughs> so, 
So I said Happy Reformation Day for the rest of y'all heathens out there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, looking, I'm just kidding, but look, you know, Happy Halloween. It gets you go out there trick or treating as much as you can, at least <laughs> during COVID. I don't know. So until next time, we'll chat with you later. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.